Hello and welcome to This Virgo Life. I am your host, Shaw. I am a social worker and a Virgo. These combined characteristics led me to create this podcast where I critically and practically analyze various topics such as social justice, social work, and the intersections of society and culture. And sometimes I throw in a little bit of my own personal life while showing a lot of empathy and compassion. I appreciate your company on this journey of finding my voice, sharing my perspective, and building a podcast community. Before we get into this episode, please take a moment to follow, rate, and review the podcast. These actions really help smaller podcasts like mine get discovered, and I really, truly appreciate it. Thank you. Let's catch up. This episode is going to be a little different, maybe a little shorter, um, because it's going to be a bit more personal. It's not going to be like a lot of deep dives or discussing of like events that are going on outside of my personal life. Um, But I felt the need to record something or put out an episode because it's impacting the podcast and just my ability to even kind of create new episodes. Um, And what's going on is that I've just been super overwhelmed lately to the point that I am like having a bit of anxiety. Um, And I don't know, I, if you've ever had a panic attack, I, I had a panic attack once, several, several years ago, at least five years ago maybe more. But I remember it. I remember the event. I remember what was happening. I remember it so well. Like it's just a memory that will always stay with me. And it always like it was the scariest experience. So it's like anytime I feel something like that possibly coming on, it's just I get terrified that it's happening again because it felt like I was going to die. Like I just knew that it was the end for me. I remember me and my kids and my husband, we were all, we were going to McDonald's to get the kids some food. And my husband was going to run into the building instead of going through the drive-thru. And I think, you know, I, I remember being overwhelmed at that point in my life too. But I remember it was just like so much going on in the car. The kids were loud. My husband, you know, he was kind of loud. I don't know. I don't remember what was going on, but everyone just felt kind of loud and I was already feeling super stressed out and my heart, I felt like I was having a heart attack. I don't know how I felt this way because I've never had a heart attack, but it was like my my chest was hurting. It was tight. It was beating fast. I was in pain. Um, I was crying uncontrollably. Like I just knew that it was the end of my life. Um and it lasted probably less than 10 minutes. But in that 10 minutes, when I tell you I thought I was, it was over. Um, I went to my doctor. Cause like I said, I thought it was a heart attack. So I went to the emergency room. They said it was a panic attack. Then I followed back up with my doctor just to kind of make sure like there's nothing deeper going on here. I mean, she's like, yeah, it sounds like a panic attack. And if you ever have another one, you know, let me know because you may need like medication or something. 
I never had another one. So I never even brought it back up with her. Um, but every once in a while, I would kind of feel like the pain of the heart attack, like where it, like where it was in my chest coming back and it would just be fleeting and ooh, I would move on. Um, but lately it's been, I haven't had a full on panic attack, but I've had what I thought was a panic attack and it it happens randomly and it's happening more and more um but it feels like i kind of feel like this not a pain pain in my chest but i feel like these like heart palpitations to the point that it feels like it's in my throat and kind of like closing up my throat a bit i don't know how else to describe it but i take you know i take deep breaths because i do practice meditation not i'm not a faithful practice of meditation like i don't do it every day but i definitely use it um as needed so i'll take like you know a few deep breaths and i'm fine right and i you know move on it has not been a full on but i know that it's because of the anxiety that this is happening to me so i say that because everything just seems like it's super busy and there is no break there is no solace there's like my days feel packed i typically wake up about 5 30 and i am on and popping all day and it just has been a bit more than normal though um normally i'm up at 5 30 have a full day but it's just like there's like when I say there's no breaks, I mean there's no time in my day where I have a break, and that's what I mean by there's no break. Not like this is just constant. It really is that I just don't have a moment to myself. Like, um, and there's a lot of unexpected things happening, right? So, I am, I am a Virgo, I am a introvert, and I am. If you know about enneagrams, I'm an enneagram type five, right? And I am that person who needs time to kind of relax, recharge. I need solitude. I really need it. I crave it. I desire it. Like I know when I need it, but I have not been able to get it lately. And and it's like even the days where I'm like, okay, I got a pretty light day at work. Like that's how I'm taking my time to myself. Oh, I have a pretty light day at work. You know, maybe I can have a few minutes to just kind of you know, journal or, you know, relax, just chill between clients um, and not be back to back. Because some days I have like back to back meetings, clients, whatever. I even found myself enjoying driving alone because that's when I get some time to myself. And I'm a person that hates driving. But like, I actually like if I have to like, drive to see a client and it's like a long drive I don't mind it anymore because it's like oh I get a moment of quiet to myself I get a moment it's like my car it's like my my personal space and there's like there's just peace <laughs> I find myself sitting in my car when I like run to the store or, 
you know, and I come back and I'll just kind of sit there for a minute. And it is like the time that I get to be alone. And I just try to soak up those minutes because lately it just seems like there's always something going on. Like there's even when I think that I have my day planned out, something like throws a wrench in there, whether that's my kids getting sick or like something, a client emergency at work or something that just has to be done that cannot wait, um, that pops up out of nowhere. And it is annoying, it's frustrating, and it's anxiety provoking. Like I am a person who I love a routine. I like to know exactly what I'm going to do on my day. Like I am a planner, like I'm a planner person to the point. I know I've shared with y'all that I'm a planner person on this podcast before. I even like showed y'all, maybe even linked where I buy a planner from, but I actually created my own planner for my personal use. That is everything that I want in a planner on Canva. I printed it out. Well, I had staples printed out and bind it for me. That's how much of a person I am that likes to like know what's going on in my day. And I don't like a lot of um, surprises <laughs> because that is just like every once in a while, I get it. It's the nature of what I do. But lately, it seems like almost every day there is a surprise. And even when I think, okay, I'm going to sit down. This is not necessarily at work, even at home. I'm like, oh, I'm going to sit down. I am not able to. There's always something that needs to be done. Um, So it's also the, also the fact that I am putting this expectation on myself, probably, um, to be just more present and more available for family. And, and I think because I was in school for three years, while I was definitely like, you know, actively involved in what's going on with my children, a lot of time was spent alone completing assignments, right? So now that I'm graduated, I feel like I need to be like super available for every little thing. But honestly, that's just not who I am. <laughs> and it sounds bad. And I hope someone, you know, can relate to this. But as an introvert, as a person who really needs time to myself, being 100% available all the time, even to your kids, drains your energy and causes irritability within me. It causes anxiety within me to just be like, hey, whatever you need, I'm here. Every time they come to me with something, I'm like, okay, let me do it. Let me do it. You want me to play with you? Let me do it. You want me to go outside? I want to go to the park? Let me do it. Let's, well, like, whatever. I'm like, let's do it. Um, but that's, like I said, that's just not who I am. And I have to realize that. <laughs> well, I already know that. I have to put my boundaries back up instead of trying to exceed the battle, like try to move past these boundaries because it's just not who I am. And it, maybe I will be that person one day. I'm not that person. On top of that, my husband and I are purchasing a house. So we're right in the middle of the house buying process. We close um, the beginning of June. 
And while I am grateful and, you know, so happy that we can purchase a home, right? Um, this is an annoying process. <laughs> and it is also anxiety producing, anxiety provoking. I am like on pins and needles because it seems like they always need something like some document, some obscure document that I haven't seen in 10 years or documents that are not even mine, but maybe my husband said he doesn't know where it is. And I don't know where it is, but because I'm the one at home all day is like my job to find these documents. And now I'm feeling like pressured to like find things that I have no clue what I'm even, where to even begin searching for it at. So anyway, this has just been a part of my frustration, like my whole overwhelmness um, lately. And I've just been trying to keep my eye on the prize that, you know, we are moving into our home um, and that we, you know, once it's over, hopefully things will settle down. Um, but I really am. I'm just, I'm tired, y'all. I'm tired. Okay, let's talk about the struggle of being an introverted Enneagram type 5 Virgo mom. First, I want to preface this conversation by saying that this is not a cry for help. I am 100% going to take care of myself mentally and physically and emotionally. I am just a person who needs to process my thoughts first. And I'm letting y'all into this process because I know that I'm not the only introverted mom going through this struggle. And I hope to normalize moms and parents in general feeling free to share their struggles instead of feeling pressured to pretend like parenting is always easy breezy lemon squeezy. (laughs) I don't live a social media perfect mom life and I'm sure most people don't. Um, Whether you're an introvert or not, parenting is something that is very difficult because it's not something that you can like prepare for or train for. Even if you're like me and have multiple kids, the first child does not prepare you for the subsequent children. (laughs) So it's just like knowing how one child acts and needs and behaves does not prepare you for what the other child will need outside of like those first, you know, infant days of just what they need is a little playtime, some feeding, some changing of the diapers and a lot of sleep like That is all you can really prepare for in parenthood. Um, For instance, I have three daughters and they are all so different. They have different interests, different needs, and very different personalities. It's funny because I really feel like I'm raising three people who all picked up like one or two of my most salient traits and then amplified those traits by a thousand and then added in their own unique traits and characteristics and then that's who they are and it's amazing to watch because sometimes I'm like oh wow you know that child does this like me or acts like me or thinks like me in certain ways but that's still insufficient (laughs) um knowing that it's insufficient to try to figure out 
how to best parent them. Um, you have to really look at the whole person. So I say that it's great. Parenthood is wonderful. It's beautiful. It's amazing to be a part of, but it's also super stressful. Okay. <laughs> and because I have three children, there is rarely a dull moment in my house, in my family. There's always someone who needs you, always something that needs to be done, a conversation that needs to be had, or just someone like in your space when you really want no one to be in your space. And for the most part, I don't mind this. I even enjoy it most days. But for me, there has to be time where I can be alone to get some of that quality me time to recharge, think my own thoughts in peace and do something that I genuinely enjoy instead of all of my attention going to my children and what they want and what they need and what they enjoy. So when me time does not happen as often as it should or like when I need it, that is where the struggle of being an introverted Enneagram type five Virgo mom, like those struggles peak because I have not had any time to myself to really just kind of be one with me. <laughs> um, and because I'm using these terms, introvert, Enneagram type five and Virgos as a way to kind of drive home the reasons I'm experiencing a lot of anxiety lately and feeling overwhelmed. I think I should at least give a brief explanation of these terms. I'm not going to go into them too much because I'm sure y'all know what these things are. It's up. Maybe you don't really, you're not familiar with the Enneagram. Um, but I will kind of just give a brief overview because I think it will help you kind of understand why these traits of mine are relevant to my anxiety and what's happening. So like I said, most people, you uh, you kind of know what it means to be an introvert, right? It's just kind of a person who is more comfortable kind of being in their own little world with their own thoughts and ideas, and they really enjoy spending time alone or just with like a small group of people rather than being in like large crowds, that kind of thing. So some of the traits of introverts are they, we need quiet time, especially when we're trying to concentrate. We're very self-reflective and self-aware. We are comfortable being alone. I would even say that I prefer being alone most of the time. Um, we prefer to write rather than talk. And we feel very tired after being in a crowd. We retreat into our own mind to rest. And we use our like creative thoughts and imaginations to work out problems internally before we try to solve them externally. And then even just having like a few close friends. Like I'm not a person who has a ton of friends. I have a very small group of friends <laughs> and they, lucky for me, they understand that I am who I am. Like I'm the kind of person who, because I get drained easily and I work in like a helping profession and I have three kids, there are days, weeks, sometimes months 
where I may not talk to my friends because I am just exhausted from exerting so much energy into just my family and my work. And they understand that. They give me grace. They don't get mad. They may check on me and make sure I'm good. But they're not like, oh, she's a horrible person. Um, so those are just kind of quick little traits of introverts. I'm going to go to Virgos next because I feel like people know that. A lot of people don't believe in Zodiacs and, you know, what the Zodiac can kind of reveal to you. I do. And I do because I feel like the Zodiac has been around and has been used for so long. There has to be some validity to it, regardless of what you believe in, you know, your religion or your faith or your spiritual practices. When something has been around and has been prominent as long as the Zodiac has been and astrology has been, I just think there has to be something to it. So a couple of things about Virgos that, you know, I wanted to point out is that that's related to how I'm struggling. I'm not going to go into all the positives and the negatives and all that stuff. I'm just going to kind of point out how this is relevant to what I'm going through right now. So Virgos can be very overbearing and hypercritical of themselves and everyone around them, right? So Virgos like things to go according to how we want them to go. And I know that's not always possible and I know that's wrong and I know that I'm not perfect, although I Virgos do have very perfectionistic tendencies. Um, I know that I'm not perfect. I know that my way is not always the right way and I know that everything's not going to go how I think it should go. I'm very aware of that, but sometimes, a lot of times, I still want that. And for the most part, I have been able to create an environment where I can get that pretty regularly. Um, So when things go astray, it brings out a lot of anxiety within me. For instance, we are very, like I said, perfectionistics. We like things to go a certain way and we seek perfection in things we do. And that for me can show up in so many ways, such as just having my day planned down to exactly what I'm going to (laughs) do. So for me, I use a planner oftentimes, right? And I will, my planner, I think I showed y'all the planner that I used before. Um, I actually have created my own planner just for my personal use that has everything that I need to be successful in my week, my month, my day, all of these things, right? And it's laid out by like the time that I'm going to do certain things and then I have a to-do list and then I have, you know, um... A do like what's due that day. So I kind of have a very specific planner um, that works for me. And when I write something on that planner and something throws a wrench in my plans, I'm frustrated. I'm irritable. It's not that I'm not flexible because I understand the need to be flexible. But the fact is that it's been happening almost every day. That's frustrating me. And so now... What's happening is I feel scattered brained. I'm not getting things done how I would normally get them done. 
I don't feel organized in any capacity. Like I'm forgetting so many things. And because I do have this part of me who is very critical of myself and expects, I have very high expectations of myself. I won't say I expect perfection, but I do have very high expectations of myself, but I'm not meeting those expectations. So I'm being critical of myself even more. And that is producing a lot of anxiety because it's like, okay, Shawnee, girl, what are you what are you doing wrong? How can you fix this? Can it be fixed? But it's a lot of blame I put on myself, even though these things are typically out of my control, like my kids getting sick or at work if there's a client emergency or just things that have to be done that I did not expect. The issue is they're all happening so close together and I'm just not used to it. And so it's throwing me off. It's making me irritable. It's making me easily frustrated with everyone around me. And my patience, which I normally, I won't say that I'm a patient person. That is actually a trait of most of Virgos. I'm not a patient person. What I am is a person who knows how to temper myself, temper my impatience, right? So you won't notice that I'm impatient most of the time. How you will know I'm impatient or that something is bothering me is because I am very annoyed by things quickly. I'm be, I'm very smart or sarcastic quickly. I'm very short with answers because I'm losing patience. But typically, I'm able to kind of just push through. And that's a struggle. I will tell y'all, that's a struggle that I deal with on a regular basis. Like every day, that's something I deal with. But it typically doesn't bother me as much because I can rationalize why I'm being that way, why I'm being patient with people who I don't think deserve necessarily my patience, or why I'm being patient in situations that I really wish I could just kind of push through, especially if I feel like I know how to get through something, or people are acting slow and they're not really slow, you know, so, but that's coming to a head because of everything else that's coming down on me at the same time, so I am really short with people, I am really flustered and irritable with people, and I get I kind of get really blunt Uh, and it's not my intention to be rude, but I'm at a point where I'm just like, okay, quick, quick, quick. Let's get through this because I'm tired of dealing with stuff. Um, What else about Virgos? We think a lot and we worry a lot. I have called myself a traumatizer. So I typically think about the worst outcome in every situation. And what I've noticed And I think I mentioned in my last um, podcast about how I have to like get off social media some because of just everything that's going on in the world that's negative. Because it's piling on top of everything that's going on in my life that I already feel like I don't have a lot of control over at this point. So like adding in like the stressors of society, like racism, like the the bills against the transgender community, the bills against um, critical race theory and education, like all of that stuff bothers me as a person who cares about the larger society. Having those things there and feeling powerless to do something about it really, because I don't think a lot of things that we do um, work. I'll just say that. Um, so having that kind of feeling like that is a stressor for me 
but then also feeling out of control within my personal sphere of influence. Um, that I just can't handle the social media right now. So I have to stay off of that as much as possible. Um, so those are just some traits of Virgos. Virgos, just like introverts, we can be very introspective um, and in our own thoughts a lot. So, you know, those kind of all overlap. And then on to the Enneagram. And I don't know if anyone knows what the Enneagram is. I'm sure some of y'all, some of y'all do know what the Enneagram is. But it is really cool. A friend of mine introduced me to it some years ago. And I just fell in love with it because it's like a kind of like a personality test. Um and it it describes how you or people in general interpret the world and manage their emotions. And because of just who I am, I'm a person who loves to kind of be in my own mind. Um, having this information was just great to have. Um, and I really think out of all the personality tests I've taken, the Enneagram is probably the most comprehensive, the most spot on, um, and the most... Like, it's not rigid. Like, it's not saying, okay, this is your personality and this is all you are. It really is about trying to, like, grow, like, self-development um, to be a better person and how you can be your healthiest version of yourself. So I really like the Enneagram, and I will link in the show notes kind of, um, well, if you want to take the test, you can kind of take a test and figure out your personality type. Um, but I'm going to read what it says about the Enneagram just to give you kind of an understanding. Um, so according to the Enneagram, each of the non-personality types, so there's non-personality type, I guess I should have said that, is defined by a particular core belief about how the world works. This core belief drives your deepest motivations and fears and fundamentally shapes a person's worldview, shapes a person's worldview and the perspective through which they see the world and the people around them. Our core beliefs are not necessarily incorrect, but they can be limiting and operate as blinders for people. Understanding our Enneagram type and how it colors our perceptions can help us to broaden our perspectives and approach situations more effectively. Understanding a person's Enneagram types helps us to see why they behave the way they do. Each Enneagram type has a set of core beliefs that will consistently motivate them to take particular actions and guide them to make certain decisions behavior that may seem confusing or contradictory can often be explained when we understand a person's enneagram type um sorry i had to get a drink of water it says the enneagram also helps us understand how people react to stress by describing how each enneagram type adapts and responds to both stressful and supportive situations the enneagram shows opportunities for personal development and provides a foundation for understanding others i don't know why i feel out of breath (laughs) y'all and i'm literally just sitting here i have no clue but i feel like i'm out of breath a bit so bear with me but um my Enneagram type, and I've taken the test a couple of times before, and I took it again before this episode just to make sure it still kind of holds up. 
but my Enneagram type is five and it's called the investigator. Um, so it says the Enneagram five investigator is intense, cerebral, perceptive, innovative, secretive, and isolated. Um, so in short, Fives are alert, insightful, curious. They are able to concentrate and focus on developing complex ideals and skills. Skills. They're in, independent, innovative, and inventive. They can also become preoccupied with their thoughts and imaginary constructs. They become detached and high-strong, <laughs> which can definitely be me. Our key motivations are that we want to possess, possess knowledge, to understand their environment, to have everything figured out as a way of defending ourselves from threats from the environment. Um, when stressed, we become detached, hyperactive, and scattered, which explains a lot about how I've been feeling like I just want to kind of go into a bubble and hide. But also, I am super, like, all over the place. I don't feel, like, I don't feel grounded like I normally would. Um, it says you can become hyperactive, and I'm hyperactive, but just mentally. Not like you won't see me like doing things here, there, all over the place. It's more mentally. Like my mind is like, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. I shouldn't do this. I need to do that. I have to go do this. And if I don't do that, you know, the world's going to burn. Like that is <laughs> how my mind is working right now. Um, but when I am not stressed... I'm very self-confident, decisive, and healthy, right? So, but right now with everything going on, I am super stressed. Um, it says the fives are called the investigator because they want to find out why things are the way they are. They want to understand how the world works, whether it's the cosmos, the microscopic world, the animal world, blah, 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 blah. They're always searching, asking questions, and delving into things. They do not accept received opinions and doctrines, feeling a strong need to test the truth of most assumptions for themselves. That's all well and good. What I'm trying to find is where it tells you about how I am um, when I need to recharge. So fives, Enneagram types fives, they can be very much in their own world and they need time to themselves to recharge. So after any kind of social interactions, um, they can they need a break um and that is really how i feel i feel like i could just go into a, a cocoon and just sit there like i in my my greatest um ideas like get in a hotel room for like a weekend by myself and just being um because i think and kind of to round this all out, the reason I am overwhelmed and stressed and have having these kind of panic attacks, well, not I won't say they're attacks, but can feel a panic attack coming on, is because of everything that has been going on and just um, trying to deal deal with it instead of trying to get help with it if that makes sense like I am a very much I'm very much a person who feels like I should be able to handle anything 
on my own by myself. And I definitely have a husband who is very <laughs> capable of helping me and willing to help me. But sometimes I'm just like, let me just do it all. And I think it's a bit of the mom guilt that I have from being um, in grad school for three years. I feel like now that I'm done with grad school, I should be all things to all people because I spent so much time, you know, working on assignments and that kind of thing, or just being in school, like going to class or not being super available for everything because of, you know, the work I was doing there. So that is one thing. And then it is just the small things that are adding up. Like it's like an accumulation. And I know that it should not be. But like even small little requests for my kids have been driving me crazy. Like literally my child asked me for breakfast and I was irritated. <laughs> like she woke up and she was hungry. And while, yes, I got to give and get you some food. I was like, oh my gosh. Like when are, when are you going to get to the age where you can get your own food? Because I don't want to do it. And normally that's not how I am. And that's one of the things I know. <laughs> that's one of the reasons I know that the anxiety has kind of, is it possible to feel burnt out as a mom? I don't know, but I, that's, that's where I am. I feel burnt out. And it really isn't just my kids. It is definitely work as well. And then buying this house, all of these things are just kind of a lot for me right now to the point that I have not even started packing. And we need to be out of here in a few days um, but the stress of it all, like the idea of even getting up and starting to pack, has stressed me out. I'm just not in a good space for it. But here's the thing that I do know. And this is why I say this is not a cry for help. Um, this is just saying that when you have a family and you are a person like me, who needs time to yourself, you have to ask for it. You have to make it work and you have to put some things in place. There was a couple of years ago when me and my husband had an agreement where once a week I would have just like hours of time to myself where he would either take the kids somewhere or just kind of keep them out of my office so I can just rest in there. Um, and it's probably time to bring that back. Um, my kids, I have a very, I'm very close with my family. Yesterday, my kids were at my mom's house for most of the day from early morning till about nine o'clock at night. And I had that whole day to myself. My husband was out of the house and that really did wonders for me. I woke up today like a whole new person. <laughs> so I say this, like I said, I say this because it is just something that any person who is like me, introverted, if you're Enneagram type five, if you're a Virgo, like any of these things or any other, you know, characteristic of yourself that just requires you to be able to have some of that, some of that me time. You have to plan it out. You have to enlist reinforcements. You have to open your mouth and ask for help because if you don't, you will drown. And I felt like I was drowning. And that is kind of what I felt like uh, when I was having like those kind of like when I told y'all that my... I felt like my heart was in my throat. So I felt like I wasn't going to be able to breathe. And that's one of my worst fears. Like I am afraid of like not being able to breathe. Like I'm that person. I can't sleep with my head under the covers like some people can. 
when I'm in the pool, I cannot be under the water for too long. I am like deathly afraid of not breathing, <laughs> which granted, that's how you die. Um, but I, I can't even hold my breath for long. Like I'm like, oh no, I need breath. So don't drown yourself if at all possible. I do realize there are people out there in the world who just don't have the best support system. Um, and in those situations, you have to tough it out until you can set boundaries with your kids and make it work. I really, I don't have a lot of expertise in that area because I have been very lucky um, to have close family. Even when I was a single mom, I had close family members um, who would, you know, watch my kid for me. But please open your mouth, ask for help, join some, you know, parenting groups, make some friends so y'all can watch each other's kids sometimes. I mean, it really could be something like that that could save you from feeling the way that, you know, this overwhelmness, this anxiety, this just general mommy burnout. And you also have to work on not feeling that guilt because I was in that space where I was feeling guilty just because of all that I've been doing um, and not feeling super available. But now that I recognize that I f- like that anxiety coming on, I can't, I realize like that mom girl's going to have to, you know, be pushed to the side because there's no way that this is sustainable for me. Um, and I'm I'm not willing to keep going through it. So <laughs> I hope this helps someone. If, you know, if you feel me on this, definitely shoot me an email, drop me a DM or something. But um, yeah, take care of yourselves, please, ladies and gentlemen, and anyone who has kids, because it's rough out here, but just know that you are not alone. I hope that was easy to understand. (laughs) I feel all over the place. But I recorded this like three times. So I'm like, this is what it's going to be. I hope it makes sense. I hope you understand. And my point that I'm really trying to make is that as parents, it's okay to prioritize your own needs. I know it's hard. I know that children always need something and will always need something. Like they don't stop needing things. As they get older, I am a testament to that. Um, But it's not selfish to take care of yourself and to say, hey, what do I need to be okay in this moment? What do I need to be okay today? And what do I need to be okay as a parent? Because everyone is different. Everyone is not just a happy-go-lucky all the time cheerful less you know have fun all day every day mom like that's not mean I think a lot of times it's not even just social media it is television shows it's even cartoons like my daughter watches this show called bluey sometimes and the mom and dad are always just like having like playing with their kids I'm like I wish that was me but I have to understand my own limitations and one of my limitations is that I cannot be on all day and by own I mean I cannot be like actively engaging with anybody even my kids all day um it's just not something that is for me so however that looks for you make sure you prioritize your own well-being because it's not worth 
your mental and emotional health and even your physical health because that, you know, that comes out physically too. So make sure you are just being as mindful as possible and be in tune with your own mind and body as much as possible so you know when you're reaching that point of where you're going to have a nervous breakdown or you're, you know, you're building up to blowing, you know, your lid on people because that is really where I was, where I was getting to the point where I was just short and irritable with everybody, even my kids and even my eight-year-old who is my baby, who I don't get mad at ever. (laughs) I found myself like getting flustered with some of her requests like, can you fix me some juice? And I'm like, girl, dang, didn't you just have some juice? So, yeah, parents, take care of yourself. That is my final message. <laughs> all right, that is the end of this episode. Thank you all for joining in, and I hope you enjoyed it found some kind of insightful tidbit my goal is to always make this podcast relatable and approachable for everyone before you go on to your next podcast or other activity take a moment to follow me on instagram on the podcast platforms rate and review um on instagram you can find me at this underscore virgo underscore life you can also email me on at um virgo life pod at gmail.com and I just wanted to add this little clarifying note if y'all hear a little beeping smoke alarm going off don't come for me okay my husband's at work it just started going off this morning and it's not my job to change that battery he will come home and he will do it but I need to get the podcast recorded so if you hear that try to ignore it I hear it so I don't know if y'all can hear it but I just wanted to throw that out there Um, Because some of y'all act like y'all have never let your battery die before. Um. (laughs) All right. Talk to y'all later. Bye.